Today's episode is sponsored by Selena's Mexican Restaurant and Taqueria in Rochester, New York. Selena's is celebrating our 25th year in Rochester, and we are proud to continue offering fresh-made, Mexican-inspired recipes that are affordable and served by Rochester's best. Check out our event space for private occasions, as well as our catering menu for groups of 10 to 2,000. Looking for something different to do? Selena's hosts monthly tequila tasting classes, as well as corporate team-building seminars. Check out the website to learn more, selena's.com. S-A-L-E-N-A-S dot com. Jazzcast Pros. Hi. Hi. Look at us. Kelly and Kelly. I'm Kelly. I'm Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kelly, how are you today? I'm doing... (laughs) I've had a rough day, but um, grateful for the support of you and our team and Bossy and... uh, to realize you can't always make everybody happy. You cannot. You are not a taco. I am not a taco. I wish. <laughs> cannot make everyone happy. Mm-mm. So um, we came off of a bossy hour last night, mm-hmm. which was an amazing bossy hour. There's a great turnout. Um, Tons of new people. Yeah. Uh, we had some cocktails made by Alt Bar, mm-hmm. which, wa- which is um, non-alcoholic spirits. And Jordan hosted over at her salon, Need Salon. And... It was funny because this morning I was thinking about all the amazing topics that got covered. Like we literally, we were there for what, two hours? Mm -hmm. And we talked about leasing agreements. We talked about contracting and commissions and like charging for what you're worth. Accounting. We talked a lot about accounting and how much we all hate taxes. (laughs) Talked about one of our members had to go do a presentation at a state university and some really horrific racist comments coming out and how she was able to handle that in the moment and then have to perseverate it for two hours while she drove back into town and then unload on us, which was great because that's what we're there for. We talked about insurance and what happens when there's a disaster. We Mm -hmm. talked about exit plans um, and retirement. I mean, and new businesses, new businesses. There was a woman that came in that just got her LLC and will be opening her business soon. So, and it was like legitimately amazing. And then, and I was like, how do I post about this and like share my feelings with everyone? And then I got online and um, we are starting our new structure of charging for membership. And two different people asked me if I could explain the benefits of what they're paying for. And I was like, well, for $100, that's what I got last night. Yeah. Or like, what are you getting a cost per click on a Facebook ad or a Google ad? Because you're coming in in front of 20 people and not only talking about your business, but also getting help in your business. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like how do you quantify that or qualify that monetarily so people understand it? Uh, so yeah, so today we got to come off last night and mm-hmm. now we're interviewing... Megan, we have a big bossy week. We had yeah. a bossy meeting on Monday and a happy hour last night and then a podcast today. And a pop-up tomorrow. A pop-up tomorrow for social media planning. But what is it worth? Anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, ladies. Do you own your own business or are you considering starting your own? Are you craving connection and are ready to feel seen? It's time to get real about what it takes to make it as a woman business owner. My name is Kelly Bush. And I'm Kelly Metris. And we're the hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the podcast that unites and educates women business owners through real, raw, and honest conversations. We are going to talk to Megan Mills. Fascinating story, intelligence studies. I didn't even know that was a thing. Russian religion. She's so badass. Federal lawsuits. And now she is 
opening a new business that will bring her such joy. Hey, y'all. I'm Erica Cervello, and I'm the owner, as well as the stylist, at Gallery Salon, located at 4 Elton Street in the neighborhood of the Arts in Rochester, New York. We specialize in everything from lived-in hair color to vivid creations, haircuts, wedding hair and makeup, structured manicures, gel extensions, and the best nail art in the city. We work closely with Rochester artists and makers to carry an array of handmade goodies for you to shop from. Gallery Salon is proud to offer gender-neutral pricing, and we are a certified LBGTQ plus safe zone. Our space and staff are welcoming and down to earth. We know you'll be comfortable to come as you are and celebrate your individuality at Gallery Salon. You can find us at galleryhair.com and Facebook or Instagram. Give us a call at 585-271-8340 or better yet, swing by and meet us and see what we're about. Gallery Salon, located at 4 Elton Street in the neighborhood of the Arts in Rochester, New York. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Real with Bossy. We're so excited, and we have Megan, Megan, technically Flanagan Mills here with us, so welcome. Megan, tell us, tell us your business. Okay, so I am the Flanagan Mills Insurance Agency, and we're an independent insurance agency based here in Rochester, and we um, specialize in helping individuals as well as businesses with coming up with the best insurance options for them. Awesome. And how long have you been in business? A little over seven years now. So I was, with a, I was with an exclusive agency carrier for five of those years, and then I went out on my own and opened my own brokerage two years ago. I've been in Aronicoit the whole time. Oh, yes. Are okay. you from Aronicoit? <laughs> no. So I grew up in Penyon, okay. in the Finger Lakes. Kind of moved around a little bit, went to college in Erie, Pennsylvania, moved to, I lived in Los Angeles for five years, lived in northern New Jersey for a couple of years, and then came back um, to the Rochester area and so how did you decide to become an insurance? Yeah, agent? Megan at five was like, oh, oh I'm really feeling insurance in my life. Right? I went to college for something completely different. I went to Mercyhurst in Erie, Pennsylvania. It was a major called intelligence studies. So essentially it was designed to kind of produce additional like intelligence um, analysts. Like the meaning. CIA? Yes. <laughs> like, you can go to school for this year? Apparently. Like, I never really it, thought about it's it. It's actually, um, Mercyhurst was the founder of the program. So the uh, the director there was the only, he, he created the program and um, essentially put it all together. Anyway, so I spent four years learning all things about, it was mostly kind of like a history major, but It had like specifically things about researching and analyzing information. So I minored in Russian language and religion. Okay, I don't know. I don't know which one I'm more thrown away by. (laughs) You majored essentially in the CIA. (laughs) And you minored in Russian Mm -hmm. and religion. And religion. Just Mm -hmm. to throw something easy in there. Yeah. Because religion is just like a cakewalk, right? Yeah. 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 Russian. I mean, yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Practically English. Practically, yeah, right. So, oh my God. People ask me now, like, can you speak any? I'm like, I don't know how to say hello. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Intelligence, <laughs> Russian, and religion. Yeah, I'm going to write this all down. Yes. Anyway, so I was planning to go to the CIA or some kind of government contract work. Um, I had a contract through Northrop Grumman, which is a defense contractor. And at the time, there just wasn't any, like, there wasn't any contracts to fulfill the actual contract that they gave me. <laughs> So uh, I ended up having a family friend that worked at a large insurance carrier in California. And she was like, she's like one of those people that you're just drawn to. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like very magnetic. So I ended up doing something completely different, moving to Los Angeles and working for an insurance company. And I was doing a lot of like project-based work and then also some um, process re-engineering. So we were looking at a specific portion of the business and trying to figure out a better or effective way to, um, to do it. So that was interesting. And then I decided that sales was definitely much more my thing. So I moved into the sales organization and I imagine that like studying intelligence and CIA type things helps a lot in sales and like totally. working with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can, I mean, you have an idea of what the person's like and I think it kind of helps with that emotional intelligence of like yeah. well, and problem solving techniques. Yeah, that too. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny story. I did, because I had the defense contract with Northrop Grumman, I did have to do two polygraphs. So they flew me from Erie, Pennsylvania down to Washington, D.C., and I had to actually do the polygraphs in the CIA That's building. That's so cool. No, it was so creepy. <laughs> um, and I'm fairly positive. I'm so jealous. They told me I failed both of them. <gasps> Whether or not I did or not, who knows? But yeah, that's what they. That. Yeah, that's what they tell. Like they, it's crazy. Like they'll sit you down and you're like all like hooked into the, this machine, and the guy will be really nice, the person that's doing the exam, and then he'll go through the questions, and then he'll come back and he's like a totally different person. Like it's just it was, like the movies. It was intense. That sound like the wow. movie. Yeah, it was intense. You are so badass. You failed <laughs> two CIA polygraphs. <laughs> yep. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. You should have like face tattoos. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Like so badass. It should be your tagline. Flanagan <laughs> Mills Insurance. I failed two CIA programs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of crazy. So cool. Yeah. So I ended up falling, kind of falling into insurance, um, but it's been good to me. And then you came to Rochester. Yeah. What brought you back here? Family. So grew up in Penyon um, on the Finger Lakes, obviously, and. All my family's from this area. My husband's family's from this area. We were high school sweethearts. Oh, did, oh that's adorable. Yeah. Did yeah. he follow you out to California? Yep. So after, we went to two different colleges, stayed together through that time. Damn, that also makes you badass. Yeah, kind of crazy, right? Yeah. It like, doesn't happen. No. Yeah, so we went to two different colleges, stayed together, and then we moved to Los Angeles together after college. And awesome. then back to Rochester. Then back to Rochester. And what does he do? He works... It's very complicated, but he works as I mean, a... you were at the CIA. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> Do you ever run that in? <laughs> no. no. Like, remember that time I had to go to the CIA? How I was every argument. <laughs> I tried to forget Should it. Should I pull out my polygraph machine? Because I've been practicing. It's so creepy. I try to forget it. So, um, it's funny because while they were doing, like, the security clearance stuff, they came to my dad's house and, like, asked my neighbors around there, like, who is this person? Do you know them? Like... Are they a partier? Like, all this crazy spin Wow. It was wild. Oh, that is starting to sound creepy. It is, right? right? It's creepy. not as cool as I thought. Yeah. It's, it's creepy. A creepy. Anyway, so he um, he works for a IT company, and he does uh, what's called problem management. So, essentially, if an IT system breaks down, he works with them on trying to figure out the reason, and they call it root cause analysis. And I'm going to make that my new job title. Because, I mean, that's Trouble just manager. Trouble management. Like, it's most of what I do. Totally. So is that yes. the t-shirt of the day? That's the new t-shirt. Even though, wait, you can't use that. It's her husband's. That's but okay. He doesn't care. Problem <laughs> management is, like, essentially what we all do. Yeah. We all sell different things. But we're just problem managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually Director quite, quite of problem true. solving. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so you were an agent, and you yes. ended up opening your own business. Yep. So I was with um, a large uh, carrier as an agent. Um, so it's still 1099, you know, but I was contracted through them to sell their products. Um, decided that it wasn't exactly what I wanted. So after five years, um, I left that particular uh, company and opened my own independent agency where we essentially broker business. So we've got about 15-ish different carriers that we work with. Um, so we have I think it's better from a customer standpoint because we're working for the customer, not for the company. Right. I know you come very highly recommended Thanks. in our group. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know every time the words insurance come up, there's essentially if it's personal health care or if it's business, yes. there's two names that come up yeah. and you're always the business one. <laughs> yeah. um, I always feel bad. Like I'm like, is there anybody else in the group that sells insurance? I know. I've thought about that before too. I'm like, <laughs> Everyone's like, Megan. Uh, they would they would step up if they had that business. That's true. So, yeah. But we all know you, and that's part of the great thing about Bossy is that once we get to know you and know you are legit, and mm-hmm. we will share the crap out of you. Yeah, and I'm sure you you saw it happen. Like one Bossy member goes to you and uses your services, and then now that's like extra cred for you because they go into the group and they're like, oh, I had this awesome experience. Megan, and then the next person goes, and then it's like each time people bring up insurance, more people are saying your name yeah. with a personal recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about the group. I do too. And, and I think it's funny because I'm in like other groups too. And I feel like I've gotten more business and support for my business with people in the bossy network. Um, even if I don't know them as well as some right. other people, it's, it's pretty incredible. You went independent to ownership. Yes. Seamless transition, right? I mean, one would think. <laughs> what was the most surprising thing? Because I worked for the business I now own. Yep. Before I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit different of an experience because you can look around and like, especially when you're in that transition of like knowing that you're going to do it and like pick up on a lot of things and really come in in a different perspective, especially that first day of like where you want to be versus where you where the business was. Right. So I think for me, it was pretty like easy because I already knew insurance. I already knew the products and I mean, auto insurance, yes, there's plenty of different carriers and some things are different, but like auto insurance is pretty much auto insurance. It's not that complicated. I think for me, it was really just just a large learning curve on switching from just one carrier with X amount of products to this whole boatload of people that I needed to you know, learn their products and learn their systems and that kind of thing. And you brought in employees? At the time, I had two employees okay. um, that were mine because I was a 1099 independent contractor right. with them. So they were mine. They they essentially came with me. Awesome. Yeah. I stayed in the same location. We have businesses that have ebbs and flows and times of the year that we're busier and not busy. And I think for us, it's incredibly stressful. For you in insurance, like that's completely different, isn't it? Isn't there like weird times where... That's a hassle and that you're have, I don't know, I feel like anybody, I talk to anybody, whether it's business or personal insurance, there's a season that is incredibly stressful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see like a specific season, but if there's like a major weather thing going on, we sit, we tend to get a lot more influx of claims and questions and things like that. So um, maybe like the winter, generally you would think that like the holidays 
would be yeah. kind of like slow because no one wants to talk about insurance. <laughs> but actually, we had one of our best months last month in December. Oh, wow. Um, the first thing I think of is that everybody's buying their family members' cars. <laughs> like why else is business skyrocketing oh, <laughs> or houses i don't know i honestly think it might have to do with people having a little bit more free time by okay. taking their vacation towards the end of the year gotcha and they're That's like the this is my to-do list of. and like i'm gonna knock them out yeah maybe i mean we had a couple people that bought cars but i mean who really buys a car for somebody for christmas right i, don't, I, I don't know commercials and i'm yeah. like i've never once heard of somebody yeah. having like a bow wrapped car i know me either. so when i, I bought my like maybe two cars ago place that i bought it from did put a big bow on it and i was like oh. thank you i really never thought i'd experience <laughs> that in life and i despise that company i won't say it out loud but feel free to dm me and i will let you know because they were horrific but they put um, a bow, but they put a bow, put on, a bow the on my car. Now, all dealerships should really do that. I think so, they too. Really that should. Little, that little a little extra touch. A little touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. it. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, from a business perspective, one of the nice things about insurance is that some of those ebbs and flows are a little bit more smoothed out because we still get renewal income. Right. So, you know, I can write a ton of new business one month and none the next month, and it's not as much of a hit you know, from a financial standpoint, sure. um, because I'm still getting some renewal. I just learned something else. I didn't realize that you got the renewals mm-hmm. and you would think it would just be one contract. So yeah, I know it's different than some other, yeah. um, or some other types of business, like life insurance is a little different. Um, but yeah, that's where really insurance agents don't really make their money on new business. It's really renewals okay. that you can actually make money on. So you want to retain as many people as possible. Right. So going back to your CIA training, it's that keeping those relationships and knowing how to work with people because that's where the bulk of your money is coming through. Exactly. Live it, love it, lime it with Selena's Mexican restaurant located in the Village Gate. Open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch and dinner. Dine on delicious homemade recipes while catching up with your favorite staff. There is a happy hour every day at the bar. And don't forget that kids eat free on Wednesdays with the purchase of an adult meal. And remember, you can't make everyone happy. You are not a taco. The Union Tavern is a beautifully restored building with a rich history and views of Lake Ontario. Featuring New England favorites and hearty comfort food, everyone will have a favorite dish. From large groups to intimate dinners, there's plenty of space to celebrate special occasions. Come visit us at 4565 Culver Road, right across from the Jackrabbit. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer, and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. You have a very powerful story in that separation time going from independent to ownership that I think might help a lot of people if you're willing to share. Yeah, of course. So I personally believed I was doing the right thing. I was leaving on good terms, I thought, um, from this carrier uh, and doing, you know, the things that I was supposed to be doing to terminate the contract and yada yada. 
long story short, I ended up getting a pretty serious lawsuit six months after leaving where it was in federal court. So really ugly. So once I secured uh, legal representation, I was then essentially restricted from talking to or helping any of the clients that I had uh, previously worked with. In your new business or in? In the new business. Okay. So, um, I couldn't, yeah. So it's called a, um, injunction. Okay. An injunction essentially is like a business restraining order is the way that I was explained. So they were serving me an injunction as well as a lawsuit because they didn't want me to take any additional clients that I, clients came to me and said, Hey, I heard you were leaving, you know, take me with you because I have so many personal relationships and I get back to, you know, my CIA training. Right. I wasn't um, going to say it. <laughs> so back to that though. I mean, I have a lot of like very personal relationships with people who found out what was going on and said, no, 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 no. I don't, I didn't go to that company for them. I went to that company for you. Take me with you. Anyway. So I never received a cease and desist order. Um, which is unusual because that particular uh, insurance carrier always, in my experience, because I had been with them for 14 years at that point. Really? Including my time in corporate. So I'd been with them quite a while. And in my experience, I've never seen a lawsuit go to a former agent at all. Certainly not immediately. It would have been a cease and desist or several cease and desist orders. And Several. I never, and you never got, got one. one. So, were you an example? Yes. So, and that's the verbiage, if you will, of uh, what I was told and what I had heard through the grapevine from the other agents that were still or and still are with this particular carrier. Um, they're going to make an example out of you. You are a great agent, and you know it's a big loss and. Good luck. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we don't want to see people following suit. Right. Like we don't want to see a mass exodus because you know a star agent is leaving. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit complimentary that they're really mean, scared but, of you, but like yeah, way more frustrating. Yeah. But like, well, way more frustrating super. because the, the fact of the matter is, I would never have left had it been perfect. Right. right? Had things. Right. If things were going great and. We were growing and continuing to bring on new clients and all and retaining business, then yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have switched. I wouldn't have changed my mind. But the reality is there were things that were broken. And regardless of how many times I told them that it was broken, nothing was getting fixed. So the last straw was a conference call. It was, I remember it kind of vividly, conference call where they were announcing there was another rate change happening. So they were increasing rates on both new business and renewal again for the third time in one year, (laughs) right around COVID time. So it's not great timing. Fairly certain that's happened to me before. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they were raising rates again. There was no end in sight. And the uh, person that was on the conference call said, just get used to it pretty much. And then the third thing was they're cutting commission again. So the commission percentage was going to be lower. Renewals were going to be harder to retain. New business was going to be harder to get. And all of those like compounded, like how do you, how do you, can you survive? You know, 
you can't. You which can't. Is why you which is why I left. Do. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't have changed that decision of leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, would I have done things different um, now looking back? Probably, because they really honestly kind of ruined my life for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I have spent tons of money on legal fees and... I ended up having to settle because it wasn't going to end. And my lawyers essentially just said, like, pay the money to settle because otherwise they're just going to take you continue. and they're going to continue. And it's going to be way more expensive in the long run. Even if we could win, which we probably could have, oh, it wasn't worth it. I am so stubborn. That would hurt so so much. Like, especially knowing that I think I could win, but I still have to pay you. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I hurt for you just out of my own stubbornness like Uh just empathizing for that but at some point you want to be able to continue to grow your business and do the work you need to do which you can't and not have the distraction right right Um, because I think that's like day-to-day distraction but mental I mean that's gotta be terrifying yeah so I I I got sued over a car accident and I was like I don't even know like I couldn't even wrap my head around that. And yeah. This has got to be so much more. Like yeah. and somebody's and doing this to you. And it's when wild. they were wrong, they're doing business. this to you. And, and it's wild because not just the business. They named me personally in the lawsuit because I had a contract with them originally signed personally. So you can protect yourself from a legal standpoint as much as you can, right? Mm-hmm. With LLCs and corporations on all these things, but. These large corporations can do whatever the hell they want to, essentially, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Because <laughs> you signed your name. Because I signed my name. If you would like to know what the company is so you can actually <laughs> use that, just DM us or send us an email at bossyrock at gmail.com and we will tell you. Yeah. Wild, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going through, <laughs> currently going through therapy because I have, like, pretty severe PTSD from... What essentially was a very abusive relationship. And do you so know what's a great time to go through a lawsuit? Mm-hmm. A pandemic. Yeah. Can't even fathom running my business, yeah. my family, and a major, I mean, this isn't minor, a major federal lawsuit yep. in the past two years. Yep. In a pandemic when we have no idea what the future looks like and if people will be purchasing automobiles and businesses right. and all the things that you're going to make future money. So it's not just you, it's threatening your family. Yes. So my husband used to work for um, this company and there was one person, a sales leader in the organization when I was leaving that said, oh, well, it's a really good thing your husband no longer works for the company. Threatening my family. What? Mm -hmm. So some of the things that like were said through this whole thing are just like mind boggling. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I had um, a a lawyer say to my lawyers, essentially, um, well, we're just glad that that Megan's now taking this situation, that she got herself in seriously. Oh. And then Uh. another really good quote. (laughs) I won't won't bore you with all of them. but It's not boring at all. (laughs) Another one was, well, a little litigation never hurt anyone. And wow. she, she can just work a little harder. <laughs> she can just work a little harder. Do you think they would have said that if you were a man? No. I know. Isn't it? Weird? Oh, my gosh. You should have saw my husband's face. He was with me in the room. It was I want to punch that person. It was during, like, a mediation. And the judge came back from the other room. And he was like, so you're not going to believe what they said. <laughs> and so he said, he told us these two things that they said. And. 
I think my husband was gonna like. Yeah, I want to punch oh. somebody in the face right now. Yeah, wow. And I'm glad you are in therapy. I feel like every interview we do, somehow we land on this because we all need it and it's so important. So I'm glad you're yeah. giving yourself that gift. Yeah, and I didn't even, I mean, I had been in therapy before. I kind of took a break for whatever reason, you know, life. And it wasn't until it was the week after I sent the check-in. I literally, like couldn't function and couldn't get out of bed and I was like what is wrong with me like am I just like extra tired and it took me like a couple weeks of like self-reflection to realize like I'm just depressed like I'm in a real bad place so I called my therapist and I was like I need to come back (laughs) please take me back yes absolutely yeah wow yeah but I mean even like we're going to be working through like some of the trauma therapy stuff and she told me you need to write all this down first because you're going to forget through the work that we do some of this like really terrible stuff. And yeah. if you ever want to use it, you know, in the future, then mm-hmm. you should write it down. And when you write your book. Really nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Take down the company. Yeah. No. So did you, you have to start a new worldwide Flanagan Mills yeah. and outrate mm-hmm. every one of their right. businesses? Mm-hmm. Did you have any, I mean... And you've got a great support system, but was there anybody that had been through anything like this that you could turn to, or you were really just dealing with this blind? I know for a fact there was somebody that was um, that I trusted, um, that was in the organization that I had kind of confided in some of my plans. Um, that must have given a lot of that information to the leadership of the corporation because some things were weird. So they ended up um, sending me a lawsuit, but also one other person. Now, over the course of the entire state, it's never happened before. My lawyers looked it up. Like, they had never served a lawsuit to anybody um, in New York. So, very strange, but I have a feeling it was... It was because you confided in? Yeah, it was because of that, and I, because I said, like, well, it would be pretty discriminatory if they came after me and not anybody else. So they filed a lawsuit against a male. So essentially taking that out of the equation. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, there were so many people who left prior to me and even after me who have done the exact same thing. So you were the example. Yep. You're done with it now. Everything's settled. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, it's done. Did it, like, does your, your business insurance cover any of that? No, because... That's the insurance <laughs> I know. Trust me, I hope all of the insurance, <laughs> none of it covered it. And it's really because it's a contractual dispute. Kind of loopholes. But, yeah. I'm pretty sure they knew what to do in right. order for it to not be covered under any policy. Again, you know, large corporations compared to the little guys, mm-hmm. it doesn't, they don't give a shit. Right. And it's so, so how did you pay off a large corporation in a lawsuit? Yeah, so um, luckily, my husband had a large 401k, and we just took a large hit on, you know, the Your distribution, future. my future. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because... You need to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. So when we were in mm-hmm. this... I know. So when we were in this um, mediation with this judge... He was a federal judge. We're trying to mediate to get this to just go away. And he came back and said, like, this person is really, like, hurt over you leaving. And it's crazy because I didn't know the person. 
but they're like, it is very personal. And I started to cry after he mentioned the, you know, you can work a little harder, a little litigation never hurt anybody. I started to cry and I, you know, I'm not, I try not to like, you know, cry. So he, he said to me, if you have to pay them, where is that money going to come from? And he go, and he said, do you guys have children? And I said, yes, we have two. Um, and he said, it's going to be their college funds. And of course that made it even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's my future. And it's hard, harder money that we've yeah, like right. worked so money. hard. Yeah. It's not like it was a gift. Right. It's and it's, that you saved. and it's nothing to them. No, yeah. nothing. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, check out the Healthy Illness Podcast with me, Kelly Marie, as we build healthy relationships while living with mental health conditions. I'm diagnosed and live with borderline personality disorder, major depression, and generalized anxiety. And despite those diagnoses, I've been able to live a full life. I have healthy relationships, a great career, and my mission is to help you do the same. So join me for Healthy Illness Podcast. New episodes every Monday on the Jazzed Cast Pros Network, found on the podcast player you're listening to right now. Be the light. So what's the advice you would give somebody in your shoes leaving a company and starting their own business? Could you have done anything differently? Yeah, I mean, I think I could have been a little bit more cautious on talking to certain people. I could have been a little bit more cautious and proactive about having people sign something saying that I didn't approach them. Mm. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it would never have happened. Right. My advice probably would just be follow the contract to a T. Otherwise, you're taking a risk. And I mean, it sounds like this definitely was a situation where they were choosing to make an example of you, but this could happen to other people. So. Yeah, it could. Was it not compete? It was a non-compete, but they also n- named all sorts of things in the okay. lawsuit, like non-compete, non-solicit, breach of contract while I was still under their contract because I had to give them three months' written notice. They wouldn't allow me to cancel the contract any other way. During that three months, I was essentially set up and trade secrets, infringement, like all sorts of things. But yeah, I would probably give advice to consult with a lawyer before... For taking plan. any, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's any good measures. advice. Document all of those bad practices that you're observing that's right. making you want to make this transition. All right. Uh, well, that was heavy. <laughs> yes. And I hate that you went through it. And I hate the company. I will never use them. Mm-hmm. But on a more positive note, you have exciting things that you're doing in addition to Yes. Yeah, this Insurance isn't your business. only passion, insurance yes. and Russian and religion and CIA. <laughs> no, right, not tell us about anyway. what's next on your plate. So I've been flipping houses for a few years. I like to call it rehabbing houses because flipping sounds negative. Rehabbing houses for a few years. And just as a side note, one of the whole reasons that I even had to get into that was to supplement my income from right. the business that wasn't working. <laughs> anyway, we won't pause go there. for one second. Yeah. <laughs> Rehabbing houses started because you needed to actually make an income when right. you weren't. Imagine that. Anyway. So anyway, so rehabbing houses for a few years, really love it. Love the design portion of it. Kind of don't want to put my personal finances on the line anymore because mm-hmm. my credit score is like terrible. So I... Did the lawsuit affect your credit score? In the fact that I had to take out loans because mm-hmm. of the legal fees, yes. Okay. 
I'm planning to start a like remodeling company, an interior design company. So my idea and what I would like to do is work with individuals who maybe love their house and just want a facelift. Mm-hmm. Kind of essentially what a like a flip project would be, um, where we kind of use the existing structure and make it more usable and you know appealing to whoever is hiring me. So I essentially will do the design portion. I'm currently taking an interior design course through the New York Design Institute, and I'm taking a um, course in SketchUp, which is essentially like the three, you know, the like the three D modeling mm-hmm. um, things. So um, taking those two courses so that I can, I will be able to help them with that portion of it and then um, either hire people to um, do the rehab or contract with people to do the rehab. On any scale, it can be like fix my office or my upstairs. Or my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It used to be three times bigger than it is. Yes, it's an old house and <clears throat> yeah. I have a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything really. Um, I don't really foresee any new construction at this point. Um mm-hmm. I'm not really interested necessarily in that, but I really like to look at a space and figure out how to make it more usable um, or just prettier. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So when is that scheduled to be something you can devote your time and energy into? Yeah. So I currently have employees in my insurance office, which is amazing and they're great. Um, So I know that I, have the ability to step away a little bit from the day-to-day of running the insurance agency. And that's going to continue. Um, so if you're a good client, don't worry. <laughs> um, so, so that's going to continue. They're going to do a great job and, you know, bring me in when necessary, but I'm ideally thinking like, I don't know that I'll start actually trying to get some clients in like the second quarter of this year. Nice. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the fun part, mm-hmm. like doing what you what you love, right? The yeah. freedom to be able to do what you love. Yeah. Well, and and I think it, you know, it was a lot of soul searching too during this whole lawsuit situation where I was like, so here's my here's kind of what I was what I've been thinking about. So insurance, right? I own my own business, I own my own brokerage, but at the same time, I'm still tied to all of these insurance companies who can make whatever decision they want to and whenever they want to. So they can reduce commission. They can change premiums. They can non-renew customers based on claims or whatever other reasons. So am I, do I own my own business? Sure. In theory, but I'm still tied to all of these carriers. Who can make decisions for your clients. Regardless of what you say and think. And make significant disruption in my business too. I mean, if if one of the carriers that I have a ton of auto insurance through decides that they're just going to pull out of New York State, which they could at any time, what am I going to, I mean, I've got to rewrite all of those people to keep them, mm-hmm. which, you know, is going to impact the ability to sell new customers. So, right. yeah. So there's a lot of, um, during this whole thing, it really gave me an opportunity to really look at like what I want to do, like, what does this look like? And I feel like diversifying a little bit more than I currently am is the way to go. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like left brain, right brain, right? Like you're very like, yeah. analytical and both are very analytical things. Like I love creating new businesses and spaces and like decorating and designing. 
but it's like very mathematical. Mm-hmm. And insurance, I imagine, is very like paper mathematical. Yep. You get to fill Processes. in the comments. Yeah, yeah, like it is a beautiful box. Yep. And part of you has to like that beautiful box. And then obviously part of you is like, but that should be yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. So I, um, well, before kids, I did a lot of acrylic painting. Oh, really? Yeah, for that kind of, yes, for that kind of creative (laughs) outlet um, for myself. And now I'm like, hmm. Can I turn this like mm-hmm. part of my creativity brain into something that can have you fun? taken up painting at all acrylic wise? Uh, I d- yeah, I've done acrylic painting like like since you've like recently like recently yeah. yeah not since I've had kids yeah it's just so cool it's they are <laughs> <laughs> but if you come to my office I have a very large canvas in my office that I painted nice yeah isn't that nice though that yeah. like, it's something you created yeah people are often like oh my gosh I love that. And then my team, will, my team will be like, oh, Megan did that. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're so well-rounded. Oh, well, and I think it's kind of making me flash back to Denise's interview where, like, there's a thing that you're really, you're clearly very skilled at insurance, but that doesn't always have to be what you do. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be, to be the, the only end. thing. Right. Right. And you can also do something you love, and it's right. great that you have the opportunity to do that. And as horrible as all of that is... That that happened, it may have also helped you get to this point where now you're moving into this next business idea, totally. doing something that you love. 100%. And I don't know if I would have gotten there mm-hmm. had this all happened or had it not happened because um, it was really stemming from my therapist that said, like, well, the beginning part of this, like, well, you know, and she was the one that said to me, like, well, you own your own business, but, like, all of these people are still attached to you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> right. I mean, I honestly feel that way often at work. I mean, yeah. business is, when you're tied to consumers, you're selling something that somebody else, you know, unless you're making your own product and selling sure. it directly. Like, somebody has control. Like, eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. You know what right. I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. when beef prices skyrocketed, because mm-hmm. corn went up, because... We had an issue with limes for a while because a cartel took over all the borders and were not letting the trucks come through, so limes were a dollar a piece. We couldn't get fingerling potatoes for a month. Like, just just that type of potato? Because that person made Uh, that decision, mm -hmm. and now you're like, oh, I'm just purging money on limes because there's a cartel fight in Mexico. Right, right. So you're, like, constantly on all of the, the, I don't know, it's like a string puppet. And you're always Mm going to be, right? You're always going to be tied to other people because there's never going to be an opportunity where you're, like, I mean, unless you're doing something without. Creating something from scratch that you've already, and you've you've created all of it. And you grow the product, and you bottle the product, and you sell the product properly. That's a little bit less. Well, think of people that couldn't get glass. Yeah. That everybody was doing their own stuff at home. Nobody could get mason jars. So there's just. It just it is never truly your own. Right. You're right. relying on something. Mm-hmm. You're relying on something. In the insurance, you have to rely significantly because that's your yeah, only that is the only thing, thing you're selling. Yeah. So that's the challenge. <sighs> Do you have a name for this new business? So yes, it's gonna be called Reimagine Remodeling. So reimagine your space, reimagine what it's like love know. it or list it. Yeah, I never want people to list it. I'm like, you're dumb. Yeah, I'm like, you have this so like, beautiful. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I always root for the love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
but it's so, like that that show also drives me a little crazy because it's so dramatic yeah, so like, dramatic and I'm like and she's always like oh I've got this new thing to tell you about I'm like, <laughs> can we put like a contingency in your budget a little bit and then like we won't have this My terrible conversation plays HGTV and I don't have cable so I don't really get to watch that stuff yeah. anymore and so the last time I was at the dentist they had some remodeling show on and I've done enough spaces between my houses and the businesses that like I have a general idea of stuff. Yeah. And I'm laying there like they're working on my teeth and I'm like I'm trying to yell at the TV and I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> You're making that up. <laughs> like, and this you saw that on the first day COVID? we saw you notice that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this is during COVID. That's totally lying. <laughs> <laughs> that's so and like, funny. you can't talk because I'm like cleaning your teeth. <laughs> and I'm like, they probably put it on because it's supposedly like a call. Like my daughter was laughing at me. She's like, well, they put it on because it's like calming for most yeah. people. And I'm like, not me. Yeah. Like, they need to put something out like a scary movie on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I just want to like yell at these people because they're lying about plumbing costs. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So it should be fun. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Me too. Yeah. I hate that that happened. And I hate the saying that everything happens for a reason. Because yeah. I just want to like punch people. Mm-hmm. Um. But we can, we nice can appreciate silver lining appeared. Yeah, we nice can appreciate the things that are new and better. Yeah, and technically, you are working a little bit harder, and that makes me want to punch that person even more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you should go back to them and find them and be like, "Yeah, well, I started another business. Are you happy now?" Right. Excellent. Anything? Anything coming up you want us to know about? Oh, I think, uh, you know, all of the new things. Reimagine remodeling. So if somebody needs insurance, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so the best option if you um, need insurance, either business insurance or personal, is to reach out to um, my office at uh, 585-678-8008. Or you can also email us, um, best email to use to get a quick response because... You know how it goes with inboxes as owners, <laughs> uh, is info at themillsagency.com. And if somebody's looking at doing a remodel in their home, yes. do you have a way for them to reach out to you yet? No. Okay. So reach <laughs> out to us at um, bossyrock at gmail.com and we will get you in touch. Yes. And also, if somebody is finding themselves in a similar situation, reach out to us at that email and we will reach out to Megan and maybe yeah. we can. We can uh, offer you that support. Yeah, and and I was going to say as well, if anyone is in a situation where they're like, they just want to pick my brain on more details on what happened exactly and all that kind of stuff, I'd be happy to chat with you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being thank, here. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Megan. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed talking to Megan or hearing mm-hmm. from Megan. Any women business owners out there you <gasps> love and respect and want to give a shout out to Lizard Alani I love. <laughs> She's our other bossy insurance person. Insurance person. <laughs> Lauren Getz with Everyday Hands. Yep, she's an around quick person. She's an around quick person. She started her business from nothing and has grown and like evolved and she's doing a great job. Yep. Kelly Kester is another amazing oh gosh, person. I'm sure there's people that I'm forgetting, but That's all right. Those are the ones that come to mind. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you so much. So yeah, so Megan. Wow, another fascinating story. It, I love, I know I you hate the, it all happens for a reason. I but I hate it. I know. But those silver linings are so often missed and she really, she saw it and ran with it. And I'm glad she had a therapist that helped her get to that point too. I can't imagine. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, and if anybody is in any situation like that, Megan is one of the sweetest women and she will be happy to offer any advice or to just be a support. So reach out to us through our through our website, through email, through here, whatever. Yeah. And we will get you guys in touch with her because she's she's been through it all and it took a year and a half I can't dealt with imagine. that. But she's amazing. And I, I hate that it happens for a reason because that is like the last thing you want to hear mm-hmm. when you're going through trauma. Right. But the silver linings are so important. Mm-hmm. And we learned a lot of that during the pandemic is take what you get, right? So this is the new path that you're on. Right. And however you got there, it's what you make of it. And she's making a great deal. And I want to take a polygraph. Yeah. Can we do a bossy polygraph? Does anybody out there have a polygraph they want to send us? Yep. You don't have to work for the CIA. You can just be a regular, you know, police one. I don't know. Do (laughs) Do the police have detectives? The detective. I don't know. I see it on Law and Order every once in a while. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Failed two Mm -hmm. polygraphs and survived a federal lawsuit. Right. Against big business. Mm -hmm. And it's still operating that business. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times when that situation happens, it's easier to just fold. Yeah. And she didn't because she had a commitment to her clients because of her training at the CIA. We have a lot planned for this year. Mm -hmm. And keep up with us. Follow us at Bossy Rock um, on social media. You can reach us at bossyrock at gmail.com. Again, B-O-S-S-Y-R-O-C. Because if you're not from Rochester, New York, you probably don't know that rock is only spelled R-O-C. Yeah. There is no K. We're the K. (laughs) We are the K (laughs) in rock. Yeah, we've got a lot of great things happening, and um, we're gonna we're gonna tell you all about it in the next couple episodes, and what we're doing with Bossy, and what we're doing with our future as business partners, because we've got a lot of really neat things that we are gonna tackle this year. So we're really excited about that, and we're happy to bring you along on the journey. And if you want to join Bossy, bossyrockroc.com mm-hmm. backslash join and join our team. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Be brave. Be bold. Be the boss. Be the boss. This podcast has been brought to you by Gallery Salon, where beauty and art collide. You can find out more at galleryhair.com. Live it, love it, lime it with Selena's Mexican Restaurant at the Village Gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. Find out more at selenas.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-S.com. Hi, I'm Kelly Bush, and I own Marshall Street Bar and Grill. Whether you're out celebrating with friends or looking for a catered event, Marshall Street is your number one choice. With board games, pool, darts, pinball, and three large screen projectors, you'll never run out of things to do. Check out our huge menu with over 60 items, including vegan and vegetarian food, 18 taps, unique spirits, and great daily specials. We've got something for everyone. Come see old friends or make new ones at Marshall Street Bar and Grill. You always have a home at Marshall Street.